0: Everybody, it's another Tuesday. What are the odds? It's Tuesday, and you're hearing from Doable Discipleship. Uh, that, you know what? I'm mean, just going to say it. This is Doable Discipleship. It's just a Saddleback Church podcast trying to help you deepen your faith, or as our good friend Brandon Bathauer loves to call it
1: show that helps you grow
0: there you go see he got up close to the mic he made it really deep and resonant that was great um guys i'm jason we're joined uh as always by brandon robinson brandon hey guys how you guys doing and and today we're joined by brandon bathhour brandon i got you mid-sip but can you say hi hey
1: everyone so good to be (laughs) back on the show
0: yeah, it's been a while since we've gotten to have you. Well, no, because you pitched in for me back when I was on baby leave, right? You were on one of those. That's calls. right. Yeah, uh, that's right. It was good times. Interviews. So uh,
2: happy that we're all here. First of all, how's everybody doing? I'm doing great. I am. The last few episodes I've been out in North Carolina, but I'm back last in California. Few, last like many yeah, really, the last like twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm back, back now in California, feeling good. Uh, yeah, glad to be back. Glad to you be back the, recording again.
1: Do you think the audio quality gets better now that you're closer to us? What do you it think? A, Something about satellites. I don't know if that's how audio I don't know. quality
2: works? But. I, I think okay, I'm still learning the works. science
1: of this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so obviously, you know. We are still doing these all over Zoom, so it's very possible that you may hear some stuff in the background. We're all from our respective homes, so if you hear anything, if you hear kids, that jumping, you know, it's all good. Whatever. We're just having a fun conversation. Sounds of Um, life. The sounds of life. Um, So we are – yeah, I like it. You know what? That sounds like a song title, The Sounds of Life. I don't know if it is, but it could be. We are excited because we're going to be starting a new series today that's going to take us pretty much through like October, I think. So, um, um, And that series is, is going to be called, Is This Okay to Ask? And basically, Brandon Bathour, um, many years ago, had developed this kind of study at um, Irvine South at one of our campuses when he was working there called... Uh, can I ask that? And it's basically a look at some of these hard questions that uh, we as Christians can face, or wrestle with ourselves, can wrestle with when we're talking with other people. Um, it's just kind of kind of these deeper, harder questions that sometimes we feel like, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this, or if I'm going to be chastised, or I don't want to step on any landmines. But, you know, so it's kind of this question of, hey, is this is this question okay to ask? And we felt like, this would be a great time to dive into this on the podcast. So Brandon and um, Pastor Tosh from our Yorba Linda campus just did this as a as a study at the Yorba Linda campus, and they are working on turning it into a small group study, which we're really excited about. Um, it could be a, a small group study. It, it might become an e-course. There's lots of different things that... that we have intentions of doing with this content because it is so good but when we heard about it and we were looking at it we said you know what we really want to do this on the podcast too so uh, we talked with brandon and he was like dude this is great and um so we're excited to get to talk about it here now when the small group study does get released we highly encourage you guys to check it out because our conversations are going to be conversations around the topics that are going to be talked about in the small group study. It's, going to be, it's different than how Brandon and Tosh dive into and teach through these topics. We're having a conversational approach to it. So it'll be different. And um, so we do highly recommend that you check that out. We'll make sure to let you guys know when that small group study is eventually released. It's being worked on right now. Uh, but we still want to be able to have the conversations so the first thing that we kind of want to talk about is is why why starting with questions that's what we're talking about today is, is kind of the overall question is this okay to ask in the idea of hard questions uh so brandon talk to us a little bit about kind of how this all started why why start with this idea of asking hard questions <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, you know, um, when I was a pastor there at at Irvine South, um, we have the patio space, as we call it in Saddleback language, which is always right after the service. And people come up and they have conversations and you can kind of connect on how things were going that week and give hugs and and have conversations. It's honestly the part um, of in-person services that I miss the most. One of the things that often would happen is people would walk up to me and say, Hey, uh, Pastor Brand, I've got a question. I'm wondering, like, is, is this okay to ask? And then they would pause for a second with a little bit of fear and trepidation and then go in and ask a really wonderful question. And as these questions kept rolling in and this kind of tone of like fear, like, is it okay for me to actually ask this question? I'm trying to grow in my faith. I'm trying to understand who God is or who we are or how this world works. Um, is this an okay question? And I got enough of those that I was like, we, we got to just create a study about about this where people can come and and. Kind of dig into some of these questions in a way that uh, doesn't put up a bunch of uh, of arms. people don't get real angry at each other, but we can create a place where um, hopefully, here uh, as a part of Jesus' church, we can actually have these conversations in ways that we can grow. So that was kind of the heart behind this, um, and uh, so far. I have not been tarred and feathered. So that's a that's a, good, that's a good result, I think.
0: I think people realize that, you know, once you start approaching these just from a, a certain standpoint, of which we're going to be talking about in today's episode, that there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with questions. And I think that's what we're going to kind of be getting at as the heart of, of today's episode in this series. Um, so, Brandon... Uh, can you share just a little bit about the questions themselves, uh, why we ask questions, what is, you know,
1: good about them? Yeah, well, I, I had a mentor once that said, a good question is worth a thousand answers. And I think that that just kind of nails it, right? That I don't know about the things in your life that have uh, brought change and transformation. Sometimes babies. It's, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sorry. That was just immediate off the cuff. Yeah. Jason,
1: both (laughs) you and I have babies, (laughs) uh, really new, newly minted babies. And so, (laughs) yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I find that an answer will really help me, but the things that have really impacted my growth have been questions, but these are the things that kind of drive me and, and pull me forward. And, um, and God, God really loves questions too. Jesus, it's really interesting. I didn't count this up, but um, in the New Testament, Jesus is asked 183 questions. And check this out. He answers three of them. Instead, he actually asks 307 questions back.
0: I just love how that's like an average of like two and a half questions back.
1: Her question, exactly. Her question. <laughs> this is this is the glory of Jesus, that Jesus really valued questions as ways of moving towards our transformation. Jesus didn't just walk around saying, here's an answer to this, here's an answer to this. Actually, I think he more in his parables and his teachings and his actions, I think what he's hoping to do was to plant really these curiosity inducing questions in people's souls. Um so I think Jesus really likes them, So we should like him too. Is that, is that easy enough?
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. It's usually pretty <laughs> wise advice. If Jesus likes it, it's probably, you know, it's not a bad thing to like
1: also. <laughs> right. Well, and, and then it says something about who we are as people, right? Like it, if we are people who are asking questions, it, rev- it reveals really a desire in us to, to know, to learn, to to be people who want to grow. Um, we don't want to be people. I know I don't want to be a person who just has all the answers. Um, I want to be the person who's known for being intrigued by life. You know, my, my little three-year-old son, the dude doesn't stop asking questions just all yeah. the time. And some of them make yeah. zero sense. I'm like, I don't, I have no idea how I can answer that question. Why is it this way? Why is it not this way? I'm like, oh, uh, I I don't, what? But a lot of them are so good, and they show that youthful exuberance, that thirst for, I guess you could say, for life. Mm, that, that's good stuff. Uh,
0: yeah, and so I think, I, I I imagine because I've been here, is that... Mm-hmm. You may be hearing kind of us talk about this idea of hard questions and asking questions and and realizing that, that a lot of times we tend to kind of shy away from questions. And there's a number of reasons why we're kind of prone to this, eh, you know what, I can just live without knowing, or uh, I, you know, I really want to ask this, but I'm, you know, I don't know, maybe some other time, like, and so I, I I find that that's kind of so common for us. And I think there's a number of different reasons why we tend to shy away from asking questions or hard questions to, you know, and I, I think one of the main reasons is that, you know, we currently live in a time where we there's just such this high tension that is in asking questions can be seen almost like as, as an attack or as offensive. So like, you know, if you are asking, if asking a question of somebody can almost be seen as like either, what do you mean you don't know? Or, or wow, that's offensive. Or, um, like I, I I'm feeling so judged right now. You know, all, all these can be responses. Sometimes if you, if you ask questions and, you know, so it, it can be intimidating or, or you can just say, you know what, I'm not even going to bother because I don't want to step on somebody's toes on accident. I don't want somebody to get the wrong impression. So, um, so oftentimes we just kind of like, well, oh, I'll just kind of leave it. Um I think another reason why we can shy away from asking questions, especially if we're asking questions to god if if we're if there's stuff that we don't know about or we're confused about that we've read in scripture, sometimes we can have this fear of offending God is we can we can kind of uh, tell ourselves or convince ourselves you know oh you know what this is this is probably. A sacrilegious to even ask this question or, or this might be blasphemous to ask this question of God. So, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, you know what? I'm sure it's good and move forward, you know, or, you know, or just kind of leave it instead of what God really wants us to do, which is to ask him to dive into it with him, to converse with him about, it. and we'll get to all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I I think that we can be scared to ask questions of God, or we can be scared to um, take an approach of saying, God, is there an answer to this? (laughs) You know?
2: Yeah. Uh, Jason, I'd even add that. that, I think that's spot on. I'd I'd even add um, also scared of being labeled, right? Like, if the way you ask a question can easily um, and how it's phrased or how it's worded or how you type, whatever it is, the way you ask a question can easily um, put you on a one side or the other. And I think, it's hard when we don't know what we want to know or we want to learn and we want to ask a question, but we're like, if I say it that way, if I say it on this platform that might put me in this box. And if I get put in that box, I'm going to be labeled a certain way. If I'm labeled a certain way, I don't want that to happen. Um, So you're scared of being labeled or even for a lot of us, I think in our upbringings, maybe we weren't encouraged to ask questions, maybe questions um, were seen as bad. I can, I can, i 've heard stories, and I know that there's some there's definitely certain people within the larger church world that that 's absolutely been the case for them that like asking questions being curious was not at all encouraged um, so that happens in your formative years and you grow up uh, and that sticks with you that's that, that's that 's in you somewhere deep inside where you you just you don 't ask questions you don 't um, it 's seen as maybe disrespectful um, or a lack of faith um, Also, I think there's things like definitely religion, definitely politics that are way too core to someone's identity. That's like, those are two topics that are completely off limits. Um, Brandon, I've heard you say it it, it was at one point like sports and weather were the only things that you could talk about. But even now, it seems like those are kind of off topic. Sports definitely don't feel like they're a safe topic, and then even the weather, like global warming. It's like, well, do you believe in global warming or not? Well, that will, <laughs> depending on your answer to that, how you talk about it, that's going to put you on. I know you quote, can't unquote, even say, say,
0: "Ah, it's hot out today." What do you mean by that?
2: What right. are you saying? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but then also, I think we can shy away from questions because living in the age that we do, we have Google. So it's like, why would I need to memorize anything? Why do I need to ask questions? I can just Google on my phone and get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hits and pages that will answer my question uh, for me. But there, I think there's a, definitely a danger in that too, because with Google, how Google is great, but um, you can find whatever answer you're looking for. Someone has written an article about it. There is something out there that you can find and you can dig for and say, see exactly, this is exactly what I thought and this person has just proved it. Um, And it's what happens is it's confirmation bias. It confirms the bias that we already have. Um, And a lot of times these things are done in isolation. It's a lot harder to have your bias confirmed within a community of other people because you wouldn't ask questions the same way. There's a different level of a different posture you're softer um and you're more open open to hearing feedback from other people yeah um, but when you're just on google yeah. it's free game
0: yeah and i'd say too like i think that's been an interesting phenomena too with social media especially as of late is i can see people who either post a question or a statement or a series of statements or a series of questions but they usually say like if you don't agree or if you like, like, I don't want to hear about this or, you know, kind of thing. And so it's literally, you're just seeking affirmation instead of seeking discussion or instead of seeking Mm. conversation. It's literally just, I want you to agree with my question or, you know, or the point behind my question is generally what it is. Yeah. And you know, and, and to me that, You know, that's just it's such a um, it's such a rocky road to start to walk down because not only does it limit um, your relationships with other people who may think a little differently and want to have a conversation or a discussion. I mean, but it's essentially saying that that you don't value what the other person thinks because you don't want right. to hear it. Um, and so I think I think setting this framework, this foundational framework for why questions are good, why it's good to ask questions, but it's putting it in this kind of frame of that questions should be asked in a conversation in in, in a relational way. Questions yes. are good. Well, whether you are asking them of God and then engaging with Him in terms of your relationship with God, or more importantly, God's relationship with you, um, or in terms of with other people, and you're having a discussion, a conversation, and you—it's—it's ha- it's knowing that you have this relationship and that you can have trust and love in that relationship, in which these questions should be navigated. And approached.
1: Um, it, it really does. I think that makes all the difference in the world, right? Um, and, and that's the kind of idea here is like, what if the church was the place? What if your, your Christian friends, uh, those who are following Jesus or those that are simply curious um, about who Jesus is, what if we, we could at least start there? and being able to practice having these uh, hard conversations and digging into these hard questions in ways that don't result in division and polarization. because and, you look at the world, like what is the result of the amount of fear we have about having real conversations? Well, again, like there's not much we can talk about without things getting divisive, um, Weather, sports pets, all of those even are off the table. Religion and politics were taken off the table a long time ago. Um, And so we don't actually get to communicate our core values. And I think the end result is uh, like you guys are mentioning, right? It's just echo chambers on social media. Uh, When we don't dig into these in community, um, I think you even have kind of the rise of like the conspiracy theory. That's the way of digging into a question in a way that you're by yourself, you know, and, and you're, it's, I always get the picture of like in some basement somewhere with like all the pictures with like that yarn thread kind of pulled from one picture to another. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm coming to my own answer. And this is why the world is going to end tomorrow. And like all of this kind of fear and lack of truth is partially because we Bury our questions we f- we fear being able to bring them up, and the result is when we actually do engage with these hard things, um, we do so without a lot of practice, and so the results are going to be really strange i think and mm-hmm. and so, coming out of all this difficulty you you think about that the kind of darkness and the chaos and the the chains that we're I think we're all feeling. And then you look at what Jesus says um, in in Matthew 7, and it's such a beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll I'll read this for you uh, in Matthew 7, uh, 7 through 11. Jesus uh, is speaking to a crowd of people, this is on the Sermon on the Mount, and he says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And I just, like, what a refreshing, refreshing, like, it feels like fresh water coming out of a desert (laughs) of just that this is the God of the universe who is saying to us, keep on asking the, the, the actual um, uh, the tense of this is it's basically like an ongoing thing. Keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. And I, I, I don't know about you guys, but um, I grew up in a, in a church setting where asking questions kind of seemed like I was doubting I was always that kid in Sunday school with my hand raised, probably annoyed the heck out of everybody else in the class and the teachers, but (laughs) (laughs) that Jesus would say, Hey, if you're that type of person, who's curious, like that's not only okay. He encourages us. In fact, he commands us. He says, if you want to follow me, here's what it looks like. It it looks like asking and seeking and knocking, not in some isolation, not in some basement with just the big empty Google bar that you can search for, but like, no, in in the community that God has given us and and with, with him. And I think that that's, again, just so refreshing. I think it takes a lot of fear out of it and hopefully creates some freedom for all of us to say, not only is it okay to ask these hard questions like, Jesus tells us to. <laughs>
2: That's good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's true. We see this again in this passage in James. James one five says um well I, I added some verses. So it's uh James one two through five says Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. I know that's everybody's favorite verse. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And this can be true for asking questions, too, or somebody asking you these hard questions. And maybe you're like, oh, I, I feel, you know, I'm not on the spot here. The passage continues, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And then it says in verse five, if you if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So it's 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 coming back to this kind of integrity piece of what are you bringing when you're asking the questions? Why are you asking the questions? Are you asking these questions from a place of, of, ha, I want to prove that this is wrong. Or are you asking these questions of, you know, I I truly want to understand better for the sake of of. My personal growth, for the sake of another's growth, f- for the sake of being able to love better, f- for the sake of being able to love God better. There's there are ways to approach hard questions, and there's so much encouragement of approaching these questions with the right heart. And that kind of brings us to this. Um, this what would you call this? Probably like a spectrum a spectrum that's that's
1: the word i was looking for i really like spectrums
0: yeah so so do i i really wish the spectrum by us was open uh you know for for, for (laughs) full enjoyment um (laughs) no but this is you're so quick (laughs) well honestly i hear the word spectrum and that's what i think about (laughs) um and so, so yes there's this spectrum of ways of approaching questions so brandon why don't you tell us a little bit about this this spectrum?
1: Yeah, so, you know, as I was thinking through, like, the importance of asking questions and the value of being a person who asks questions, I thought, well, there are other ways of asking questions, and part of it comes down to your motive. And so um, if you imagine kind of a spectrum with arrows pointing different ways – um. imagine on the far left side of the spectrum, is not political when I say left or right. It's just for the sake important of an image in your mind. Um, so imagine on the left would be the critic, and a critic would ask questions. You've probably met some critics. Maybe you feel like a critic sometimes. <laughs> A critic would be somebody who asks questions just to deconstruct or to tear apart, right? So this person would ask a question just looking for, like, inconsistencies in in you. They're looking for agendas. They're looking for straw man. So uh, the critic would ask a question like, uh, so what do you believe about global warming? And then they're just waiting to take a shot at you. And anything that you're going to share, you know you can see it in their eyes, right? Like, you know that they're asking this question and they're just ready to just tear apart whatever argument you have. It's
2: like what we see on um, social media. This what, is, what, are, what are described as like, to, or trolls on social media. Trolling, like they're just looking, yes. they're just trolling. Like they just, they're throwing them out as bait and just waiting for someone to bite. And exactly. then it's let loose.
1: And, and if you find yourself doing this, if you're finding yourself in a place where you're like, man, I'm, I ask questions or I'm looking just to kind of tear apart other arguments. Just know that like, uh, that, that is not the work of God. That, that, again, if you look at like Genesis, God is a God of creation of building and it's the accuser, right? The opposer, Satan, who ends up wanting to just tear down and just raise everything to the ground. Um, so it, uh, as fun as it is to just tear apart an argument, If you're not doing it for some other end goal, you may find yourself kind of being a critic. I I can find myself there sometimes. So imagine that's the critic. That's a way of asking a question just to tear apart an argument. Now, Jesus is asked, like we said, 183 questions. um, And a lot of those are asked by... Um, The other side, so imagine on the far left is the critic. On the far right would be like a Pharisee. Um, And a Pharisee would be somebody who they're asking questions just as ways to prove themselves right. right. So it's basically these are always rhetorical, hypothetical questions. You don't care about the answer. You're just asking this question just to prove yourself right. And so what you're listening for if you're a Pharisee is you're just listening for that chance to win you're using questions not as ways to grow but like as bullets right <laughs> they're just ways of just kind of like mm. taking out your your opposer so you can prove your point um and i don't think this is um i don't think this is best right again this is ways of just um this is when we ask questions in the echo chamber like like Brandon was talking about where it's weird for me to say, like Brandon was talking about. (laughs) It is
2: weird. Threw me off a little bit Uh, too.
1: Like Brandon Robinson was talking about. (laughs) Um, So I think the, the hope, right. If you kind of find yourself somewhere in the middle of that, not on the far left or the far right of that spectrum between critic and Pharisee. But if you find yourself in that nice middle of being a seeker, now that word seeker, we often, label as like those people who don't know Jesus yet. We would label as seekers, right? Somebody who's seeking Jesus. But again, going back to that Matthew seven passage, no matter where you are in your faith journey, we should all be seekers, right? Jesus says, seek, chase after, keep journeying after knocking on that door. So I think a seeker uh, should be all of us. And a seeker asks a question to actually grow, to actually change, to, to because they want to actually learn. Um, and, and we see this with Jesus. We see people showing up to Jesus, asking questions because they sincerely want to grow and they sincerely want to learn. So when you find yourself asking questions, you know, take a pause. This is what I like to do. Just take a pause and, and kind of check in on your motives. Are you being a critic? Are you being a Pharisee? Or are you actually being a seeker? Do you actually want to learn?
2: That's good, Brandon. I think with that thinking through seekers, right? And even with the, Jesus' call for us like to ask, to seek, to knock, um, I think some of the characteristics of a seeker, like what well, the profile, what that person looks like, is they're hungry. And they're humble and kind of what you just talked about. Like they, they, they want to know, they want to learn. There's a, there's a true uh, uh, maybe the right word is a a pure desire um, to get it right, to have it in order to, to know, to understand, not to puff themselves up, not to arm themselves with ammunition to take out whoever them is, but to grow and to build and to serve other people, the community. It's, it's a, a, it's a, it's it's a hunger desire ambition whatever you want to call it but it's pointed towards Jesus um, and when that happens when that comes into alignment yeah it's not it's not your armor it's not your weapon um, but that knowledge and that understanding is turned I think would call it turned into wisdom that you know how to use what you've learned you know how to build with it you know how to serve with it you know how to love others and even if there is points of contention like i said it's not a weapon it's something that you can say hey i can i can understand how you've gotten there i think there's even a, a truer a, a better way for you can i explain it can i tell yeah. you where, where i've gotten to how cool that, would it be and brandon that only happens in community
1: yeah I, I was just thinking how cool would it be if christians were known not as th- not as people who think that they've arrived Right. That like, hey, I said a prayer, mm-hmm. I'm forgiven, and now I'm just waiting around till I die. I've got it all figured out. I'm I'm I've arrived. But if it is like, you know those Christians, man, they're always they're just they're hungry, like they're, they're they're humble, they're always wanting to learn, they're always wanting to chase, they're 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 asking questions all the time. Um I, I think that's much more a picture of of a person who follows Jesus than somebody said, you know, I'm I'm secure. I've got it all figured out. I got all the answers and now I'm just going to sit back until, until I die. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think
1: the humility piece is so
0: important and it really can't be overstated because what you're doing when you approach with genuine humility is not assuming that, you know, everything that the other person is thinking or is going to say or whatnot. I think even a lot of times why they think it. Yeah, I think a lot of times we can walk ourselves into this trap of assuming that you know, um, even even you know, based on another person's experiences, history, all you know, stuff. There's if you leave, if you go into these hard questions with really any assumption that you're getting uh, from the other person, it's so you're cutting yourself off already. You're making it so much more difficult to have any genuine openness in the conversation. And really that's what we're trying to get at is is a part of asking questions, especially if you're doing that with other people in conversation and in relationship, is growing in that relationship, is growing closer together, is, um, and you can only do that When you engage with grace and with truth and with humility and with kindness and literally love is what we're talking about, is you have to think about the other person and approach the other person with love. Even if you disagree, you can have a conversation, you can ask questions of each other, even in disagreement, but that does not mean that, that it abandons love. And, um, I think often we need to remind ourselves of that <laughs> Am and by approaching Jason, this with love.
2: <laughs> yeah. And kind of to that humility point you were just talking about, I think it's also important to remember, um, like it, it's also okay to have a conviction about something Yeah, or, you, you know, but I think with the humility, Humility says like, I'm willing to, to listen and reconsider and you can reconsider and land in the same exact spot that you were. That's okay. But it's a part of the process and journey, listening to others, asking good questions, having others ask good questions of you, that humility piece that says, Hey, like I was willing to reconsider it. And I've, ended up in the same spot that I did, but I have a deeper understanding of where you're at. I have a deeper understanding of why you feel the way you do or why you even think the way you do. And there's a a mutual respect that is, um, is established. I think that you can't get in like a cheap social media, Facebook interaction.
1: Yeah. Humility and certainty are not opposing. Uh, I think these can go hand in hand. You can be very humble and very certain about your convictions. Um, And that's the thing, again, just the relational piece of of this. I've had two interactions over the last uh, few months where somebody has posted something on social media that was just, um, I thought, really divisive. But these were people that I was in close relationship with. And so I would, I, I sent a a real kind of thoughtful message back and they actually responded saying like you know what you're right and i'm going to take down that post or like you know i got to be a bit more aware of this and i thought that is really countercultural and that's very different and it's because um relationships have been built there uh in love like jason was saying um and conversations we've we've wrestled with a lot of questions previously, and so it created this space for for actual change. And the humility shown by these people who said, "Like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I, I thought about it, and and you're right. I, that was really angry or divisive." Like, well, I think it's, amazing. I think it's it's
0: important for us to remember that you know, oftentimes if we think about like. Matthew 18 and approaching somebody else out of love about something like you did with those posts, you know, oftentimes when we think about that, we see ourselves only in the view of the one that's going to address the issue, not the one (laughs) who is being addressed. Yes. And so a a part of humility is knowing that at some point somebody may come to you over something that you said or did. And then thinking it through and having those conversations with humility on your end of being like, Oh man, I, I don't think I ever saw myself in this position, but uh, yeah, I can, I can see that now. I can see what you're saying and yeah, I'll either take that down or I'll go and make amends or restitution or whatever. whatever." Yeah.
1: I I think the lesson from that was I was more blown. I, I mean, my, my comment was fine, but what was most surprising was their maturity In being seekers, as saying, Wow, you know what, thanks for bringing this to mind, and I'm going to change my behavior as a result. I was like, That is a picture of a Jesus follower. Yeah, Uh, more Mm -hmm. than the certainty of I know everything and I'm totally right about everything. Um, but the wow, I need to continue learning.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So, So this is just the start of this whole conversation. We're going to have a series that's basically around this, Is This Okay to Ask? And we're going to be talking about some of the hard questions that oftentimes um, we as Christians have to wrestle with at some point. Questions like, why do bad things happen to good people? Questions like um, uh, about... about science and God and questions like, is Jesus really the only way? And uh, a, a few others uh, surprises that we're going to sprinkle in too. So um, we're really excited for this series, but we, we don't want to end it right here. We want to uh, leave with a doable as we always do. So for today, A good doable as we're just kind of getting started and we're talking about this topic of hard questions is, is just asking yourself, what are some big or hard questions that you currently have or have been wrestling with? Or maybe a conversation that you recently had where somebody was asking you hard questions and you didn't quite either know how to answer or weren't super thrilled with how you did answer. So just kind of Take an inventory of those right now and talk with God about them. Start that conversation with God, if you haven't already, and just kind of say, God, here's some things that I'm wrestling with. Here's some things that I don't know. Here's some things that I'm, I'm struggling to understand. And then take the next step to start making a plan of looking at what does the Bible say about this? And and, and again, a lot of the hard questions that you may have are are questions that we're going to be addressing or talking about um, in this series. And just as a reminder, it's not coming from a place of, well, this is the answer, or this is the answer, but it's in a place of, we're going to have a conversation around why this question is hard, around the background of this question and the way that people come at these questions, and then how we as Christians can think through these questions. So hopefully you're excited about this series. I'm excited. And
2: um, Brandon, Brandon, are you both excited? Yeah, I'm pumped. I, I, I think this is right on time, something that we all wrestle with, something, things that we all think through. So I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited for this, for this series.
0: Brandon, yes. I'm waiting for you. Okay. Oh yes, yes. yes. just a good yes, just a you know, strong yes, solid. Let your yes solid be yes. yes. Let your no be no. That's a perfect example of what.
2: <laughs> He's like, Dude, you just hear me talk. Like, what? I, what else I need to add? Of course, I'm yes. excited for it. <laughs> um,
0: and we will have Brandon back on, on a few of the other episodes yes. in this series too. Um, so guys, uh, is there anything else anybody wants to say before we uh, tie a bow on this thing?
1: I'm good. I I think I would just add, um, as, as you engage with these questions, know that God is not afraid of your questions, um, that you actually show love for God by asking him questions. So the value of asking these questions in community are very important. Um, but if we haven't, um, emphasized enough, the importance of asking these questions in prayer, the Bible is full of people asking questions of god even very hard questions Mm -hmm. so don't be afraid he he's not scared of your questions he won't be uh off put by your questions uh talk to him about them bring your questions to him and and see what he says in response good stuff
0: all right friends we love you and we are praying for you especially as we begin this series and we look forward to being back with you again next tuesday